0: Monopoly, Season 3, Episode 2. Today, we have a special guest, and she is Yasmin from Kincaid. The reason she's here is Kinkade is a company who is also a developer as well as a builder. Now, that's a big difference. When you're only a builder, you're only focusing on construction, but when you're a developer as well, They have the skin on the game. They put their own money. Am I right, Yasmin?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Get the best of both. Welcome to Monopoly. Uh, Thank you so much for having me.
0: (laughs) Before we start, have you played Monopoly by any chance?
1: Yes, of course, when I was younger.
0: Right. Uh, That was the uh, theme behind having the term Monopoly. I
1: like it. It makes (laughs) sense.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So we are here today to talk about property investment in 2024, which is very exciting. Oh. We have so many people are coming into the country and, uh, we have probably had a lot of, had a lot of fear among investors in 2023 because of the interest rate rises. Mm. But I think people have realized interest rate rises is not the only thing which will drive property prices. There are so many other factors. Uh, so let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion. Uh, what do you think, what makes property investment exciting for investors in 2024?
1: Oh, it's such an exciting time to be getting into the market, especially if you're a first-time investor or a seasoned investor. Yeah. Like you mentioned, migration it is through the roof and we have such an undersupply of houses across Australia right now. That demand is there and we don't have enough homes. So driving the rentals through the roof and low vacancy rates.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting time to challenge the government to build more houses mm. because we don't have enough houses, especially government has announced they, are, they want about 400,000 people mm. starting this year for the next 10 years. That's 4 million people and that's a lot of people to build houses for. And these guys need rentals and uh, properties to buy.
1: Exactly. So as an investor, you need to take this opportunity. According to SQM, um, the rentals in Melbourne is going to increase by 9.3% this year. Wow! And there'll be a capital growth of about 5.3% according to NAB. So yep. just got to get in there. Just bite right. the interest rates, get in there.
0: Exactly. Mm. All right. And uh, that's the opportunity. And uh, what about the risks and the challenges which we should also talk Mm. about uh, what do you think there will be in the next uh, few years?
1: Look, there will always be risk associated with investment. It's just knowing that those risks can be mitigated or have an exit strategy in place. So, for example, if you are purchasing off the plan, Land titles can be delayed. So what you can do to mitigate that is going with your bigger developers like Stockland who are a ASX-listed company who generally deliver on the timeframes. But, of course, there can always be delays. So if you have done the right investment choice, generally if there is still a bit of delay, you should have an uplift on the land itself even before settling. Yep. Now, if the developer does push out the t- titled states at an insane amount... Mm-hmm. You can always nominate or sell the land, of course, and that's your exit strategy right there when it comes to land. Another thing to look at as well when investing, I feel like, is the building, the building in- industry. So knowing that your builder that you're choosing, are they in a financial position, in a good a good financial position? Are they backed by assets? Are they backed by a parent company? What are you going to get in your build? Are they going to be delivering within that timeframe? Are they getting to start into a reasonable time frame? So doing your research on the builder as well. Yeah. Which... Mm.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I totally agree. And also to add on to that, um, you touched upon this before, uh, the titles. Sometimes mm-hmm. if someone gets... Some, some, some people are a bit hazy to go for something which will be titled in mm. 2025, for example, because your situation can change, mm. interest rates can change, your borrowing capacity can change. Mm-hmm. The so only way to mitigate that is go with title or very near title. Exactly. That way, you know where you're at. Mm. You can get a check on your borrowing capacity and just go for it. That way, that risk can be minimised. And uh, apart from that, doing your due diligence about your own financial capacity mm. before we get into it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. First step is speak to a broker. <laughs> yeah. See what you can do. Are you looking for a high cash flow property? Are you seeking capital growth? So definitely speak to a broker.
0: Yeah. And the other only risk I can think of is if someone is having few investment properties Mm. and if they're feeling the pinch because of the interest rates Mm. and make sure you have a pretty good rental yield on Mm. the new one you're going for so that that gap can be minimized.
1: Exactly, that's it.
0: Yeah. All right. Those are the risks. And uh, so there can be those risks. There can be also economic as well as political uncertainties around property and anything for that matter. But how can investors navigate around these uh, Mm. in terms of a property investment?
1: Look, I feel like there will always be uncertainties in the market and it shouldn't stop you. It's essentially just doing your due diligence. And you touched on a couple of points, like speak to a broker, see what you're looking at and then make a decision based on that.
0: Political and economic uncertainties all over the world. And Mm. Those are the, there are things which you can take control of. Mm. there are things which you can't take control of. and those are few of those things which you can't take control of. Mm. Political stability of a country, political uncertainties. I mean Australia we are blessed to have whoever who comes, mm. it's very minimal impact. But uh, there can be few changes here and there, but that shouldn't stop you from doing what you plan to do. this is for your future.
1: Oh, it's definitely not, exactly. Yeah.
0: And there are so many things which you can take control of, things like doing your own due diligence and make sure you're borrowing capacity and finding the right location. Those are the things which you can take control of, but political uncertainties, economic uncertainties, they are all over the world yes. and you just can't do anything about
1: it. No, it's out of your hands. So,
0: <laughs> And can you think of any investment strategies for people in 2024 uh, going into the new year?
1: Yeah, look, from what I've seen uh, to get into investing is I've noticed that the safest generally is you purchase a house and land, yeah. have that <clears> equity. When it's, once it's grown, use that equity and roll that into your second property, third property, and then consider diverse having a diverse portfolio. So look at a boutique project, look at an apartment, look at commercial or doing a knockdown rebuild to build wealth. Yeah. So there's different ways, but generally that people start with your safe one, one property, house the land, and then using that equity rolling it over.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, You touched upon a few things. One is, yeah, house and land, that's good for creating equity for yourself. And then once you're seasoned with that, once the rental coming in, I mean, people need to understand it's a long game. You can't make money overnight, but as long as you think 10, 20, 30 years, you can get into a few things like house and land, then it can be an established apartment where it's a positively cash flow. Mm-hmm. That way, if there's a negative impact on the first one, that can offset against that. Then, like you said, you can do a knockdown rebuild where you can do a quick flip mm-hmm. and make some instant money out of it where you can invest into another project. There's so many diverse opportunities out there. Even if you look at property, I mean, you didn't have to go diverse yourself into different industries, but no. property itself, there's enormous amount of opportunities out here.
1: Oh, absolutely. I love it. That's my favourite part (laughs) about the property industry. There's just so much different avenues you can get into.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so in terms of strategies, it really depends on where people are at. Mm. If it's a first-time investor, it's always safe to go for a good location, Mm. housing land, where you can get some instant equity in the first couple of years and then take your step forward. But if someone has about four or five investment properties already, again, we need to review where they're at right now, mm. what's their cash flow position. Based on that, they can take the next step uh, to suit them. But uh, what I want to highlight is there's no investment strategy saying one size will fit all. It all depends on the individual or the family circumstances.
1: Absolutely. That's exactly it. Yeah.
0: yeah. So as an investor, uh, due diligence is key when they go into an investment. What sort of due diligence do you think an investor should be doing before they embark on an investment journey?
1: Yeah, so doing your research is critical. So a good example is Cloverton Estate. So that is an estate where it's going to have 30,000 residents. Right now there's 6,000. It covers over three suburbs. It will be its own community. It will have all the amenities within that estate. So you'll have your eight schools. Right now there's about four schools, four major shopping centres to be delivered. There is already one that's been opened last year. There's going to be 17 parks completed, state-of-the-art parks, in fact, and it's nearby to public transport. Donnybrook Station is right there. So that is things that you should be looking for when looking at an investment at a subdivision, evaluating the location and what's nearby.
0: You touched upon Claude and that's uh, that's an unbelievable mm. estate. Uh, I've seen it myself, mm. we have invested ourselves, but uh, the potential you see there is gigantic. Yes. It's, if you look at the next 15 years, you won't be able to identify this mm. location anymore because you get the schools and the retail, yes. the hospitals, I mean, if investor says you need these, 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 mm. it has all the ticks.
1: Oh, exactly. And it's at its infancy stage. Yeah. So right now there's about 6,000 residents. So you yeah. can just expect that you're going to have growth in the next five to 10 years. Yeah. Um, so when you are doing your due diligence, those are the things that you should be looking for in an emerging market. Yeah.
0: So yeah, in terms of due diligence, you've got to look at the location is key mm. and what's coming up, the amenities, which is mm. already in place. Yes, future is good, but what's out there right now? Mm. Uh, In that example, the shopping center is already in place. There's groceries and restaurants and everything's Mm. already in place. So people won't be uh, bored even now.
1: No, not at all. So it's, there's a lot happening in that estate in particular. So every few months something has opened and You know, they're improving. That second entrance is going to come into place in the mid-year. So, of course, that will ease the traffic in and out. So looking at those factors, what's happening now, what's in the future. Yeah. mm.
0: Yeah, so apart from that, due diligence includes you got to look at the rental potential. Mm. What's the vacancy rate? I mean, we are big on statistics. What's the vacancy rate? What has been the rental uh, market for the last few years? Mm -hmm. We'll go up to about 10 years. What's the potential? What are the amenities coming up? Mm-hmm. What's out there right now? So those those are the factors. I mean, there's so many things you've got to look at. Uh, mm. There's there's And supply and demand, what sort of a demand is out there right now? Mm. How soon can you sell the property? How soon can you rent the property? These are all the factors someone has to go through. And um, again, that's what we uh, help a lot of investors with. So just to add on to what mm. you were saying. And uh, in the context of long-term growth, um, how can someone make sure, let's talk about how can someone make sure there's sustainability as well as diversification on their investment. So just on to that, sustainability means it's about consistency. Mm. You might, if you're going to have a tenant today and it'll be vacant for the next three months next year, that's not going to be so good for an investor. So again, doing your diligence research is key for that, uh, and you got to have sustainability in your investment, mm. uh, your capital appreciation, your rental appreciation, rental growth has to be consistent throughout. If you look at the next ten years, mm. so th- we educate people on how they can look at that because in Australia we have all the data in front of us. As long as we know where to look for, uh, look at very close to the source mm. of the truth. And if you look at uh, diversification, we touched upon that before, but even in houses itself, you can diversify into house and land, completed houses, brand new houses, again, depends on where they're at. Mm. If someone is a high taxpaying individual, they need brand new properties to take care of their taxes through depreciation. That's right. But uh, if that's not a problem if someone has taken care of their taxes if they want positive cash flow, that's a different story. Mm. Uh, Then you need high yielding property where you can structure yourself, where you can get some positive cash flow to yourself. I mean, not every property will get you that, but there are properties out there if you pick the right spots.
1: Exactly. Do your research, speak to the right people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. And can we think about any examples of investors who have been successful, uh, who have done the right things mm. and got the results. Yes. Have you have, Do you have any stories? Yeah,
1: look, at Kincaid, I'm surrounded by investors. We're all yeah. investors. And there's been really great stories. But one that really stuck with me is last year, one of my colleagues purchased one of our Kincaid terraces mm-hmm. in Cloverton Estate, so the estate that we just touched on. And she made that decision based on going out to the estate, speaking to the professionals and noticed and recognised that there is future growth. And then when it came to valuations before settlement, she had an uplift of 110k wow. in the land itself. Wow! And now it's completed. So the plan is to use that equity and purchase that yep. and roll that into the second property. Wow, that's mm. amazing. It is. It is.
0: And that was a span about one year. Or one year. Wow. That's it. Wow. Mm. All right. And let's touch upon a little bit about you guys are very big on terrace homes. Yes. Uh, I mean, they look stunning, they look beautiful, beautiful facades. Uh, What sort of a demand is coming out from the investors as well as the home buyers for that sort of uh, product?
1: Well, that product is one of a kind, and it's the future, I believe, yeah. because it's ticking the boxes. They architecturally designed, like you said, they look beautiful, but they're really price point driven, which is the market right now with the interest rate. So yeah. you know, you can buy a four bedroom at a really great price in Cloverton. You can buy three bedrooms at five hundred thousand a single story. So.
0: Which is unheard of right now. It
1: is, it is. So it's such a great opportunity. We really leverage off the developer relationships that we have to get really good land rates, put a really good package together. And as a result, they get sold out. You get high rental returns and it's just a really great product.
0: Yeah. You guys have done a few of these before. And uh, how was the demand from the renters for this kind of product?
1: So we had, we've done about 100 yeah. and we've got a pipeline now of 150 per year with these terraces and essentially they get rented out in one week. Wow. So as soon as we hand over the keys, there's a, a rent, uh, someone in there in a week's time.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at a human psychology, mm. it's uh, for a renter's point of view, these are all located in beautiful spots, very close to all the amenities and it's brand new and it looks great. It has every ingredient in terms of, the fixtures and fittings. So uh, it's a dream home for a renter. I would think.
1: Uh, absolutely. And at Kincaid, we only go into master plan communities where it's perfect for a renter. So yeah. is the shops nearby? Is it close to a public transport? Yeah. Is there a train station? So we'll look at those factors. When we are acquiring these sites with the developers, we won't go anywhere and yeah. everywhere. It is strategically planned for investors.
0: Yeah. Mm. And, you guys are doing townhouses as well as apartments too. And what really struck me on your developments was uh, the fact that you're selecting very boutique locations and very boutique projects. Even if you look at that Heidelberg project, uh, that's not a spot where you get many apartments.
1: No. So
0: if you go to the city, you get close to ten thousand mm. apartments. That that talks about it. I mean, that you will smell the under, uh, sorry oversupply oh. when it comes to that, right? But Places like Heidelberg, Ivanhoe, these are locations where high-end, at the same time, there's undersupply of apartments. And that's probably where you need to go for apartments because as long as there's demand, easy to rent, easy to resell.
1: Absolutely. So Was that
0: the thinking behind going for such locations?
1: Exactly. We are very strategic like that. In Heidelberg, our Cultivate project, we're settling this week. Yeah. And we have, as a developer, we retain a small portion of the stock and we also lease that out. So we had two apartments open for inspection. We had 80 people wow. rock up. and. We have people offering to pay six months up front, so there's demand. It is, it is. So it's really exciting to see. And if you asked me maybe a few years ago, I'll, if should I invest in an apartment? You know, I would stick to house and land, but as a developer, we've assessed so many sites and it's really common right now that it's not feasible. The construction prices have gone up, so there will be a limited... Um, supply of apartments in the future so getting into apartments now and you get high rental returns we're looking at about five to six percent so it's really great but at the right location at the right location it's all about the location so our cultivate project it's 600 meters from Ivanhoe it's got the Austin Hospital it's perfect for key workers Northland shopping centers right there yeah it's on it's got the train station nearby so it's in a really great location
0: all right Mm. So in summary, I think uh, it's a very exciting year, 2024 for property investment. Uh, More people into Australia. Mm. There's a huge undersupply. I mean, that's a dream for an investor. And you got it right in front of you in 2024.
1: I know, it's time to get in. This is the year.
0: (laughs) That's right. You heard it right. 2024 is the year for property investors. Thank you for listening to us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, as well as don't forget to watch all the other episodes on Monopoly.